Good morning, everyone. And happy 4th of July. I got to say, we're so happy to see so many of you. We didn't know who would show up today. We thought everybody might be at the lake. There's a lot of people here. We're so glad to see you. Um, And again, happy 4th of July. I hope you have an awesome day, and I hope you get to spend it with your friends and family. Uh, One of the exciting announcements I have is the youth last Wednesday they cooked dinner and desserts together upstairs in our kitchen. And then uh, it was great. They did all the meal prep. And the praise on that is the fire department was not called, Grover. Isn't that amazing? So great things are happening at the church. The children's ministry, Catherine told me this morning, the kids are going to be this Wednesday night uh, in the new kids' worship space watching a movie. And I heard they can wear pajamas and bring a blanket and pillows. And uh, that's going to be awesome. And the youth are going to be upstairs, again, not calling the fire department. Um, And I wanted to let everybody know how great our Caring Angels team is at the church. We don't talk about that team enough, but they go and visit our homebound and bring them gifts. So they're amazing. Continue to pray for them. Um, Our missionary of the week is Bishop Gabriel in East Congo. It's really awesome. Our mission team has a focus each week on a different missionary And you can find that on the church website or the church app and read all about these uh, United Methodist missionaries around the world. Um, Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful to be here uh, together this morning. I pray that um, as we are here singing, uh, that we will be reminded to pray for our country and to pray for uh, those who are in leadership. And I pray that we will be reminded to strive for unity uh, with others. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. John Philip Sousa led the Marine Band to new heights of popularity during his tenure as leader from 1880 to 1892. It was during this era that he earned the title The March King, a well-deserved nickname that continues to this day. Of the 136 marches that he composed, one has stood out above all the rest. It was composed in 1896 as Sousa sailed back home from a long European vacation. The inspiration for this march was born of a combination of homesickness, his fond memories of his time as leader of the Marine Band, and his stirring recollection of the American flag flying over the White House. The resulting march became his best known work, and in 1987, it officially became our national march. Please enjoy the stars and stripes forever.
I invite you this morning to stand together as we sing hymn 698, God of Our Fathers.
You may be seated. So if you have a child that would like to go to children's church, they all just snuck out a couple minutes to go to kids' church. I saw there's a big group of them. So if you want to go to kids' church, you're welcome to, uh, to go down there as well. Um, this is the time in our service that we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering. I want to remind everyone that we have offering plates in the front uh, of, the, of the sanctuary and also uh, in the back. Um, and you can also give online for those who are watching online. And we would like to say also hello to those who are worshiping online, those who are already on a lake, on a boat. We uh, are glad you are with us this morning, this 4th of July. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we lift up those homebound members of our church. Um, we pray that this 4th of July, God, that they will feel your peace and your comfort. Um, we pray for those caring angels that, that are going and, and checking out with them and visiting with them. God, we thank you for our, our caring angels. Uh, we pray for those who are overseas right now, God. We pray um, for your protection over them. We pray for um, that they will know that they are loved by you. Uh, we pray we lift up our country, God. We pray that you will forgive us for the many times that we have failed. Um, we pray that you will forgive us when we have ignored the, the cries of the needy, God. We pray that you will help us in this country to have unity. Um, I pray that you will help us as a country, but also as a church um, and as people, that you will help us to love those who we disagree with. Um, and God, I pray that as a church, we will remember to put you before anything else. Um, and this 4th of July, we remember and we are thankful to live in the United States, but we also pray for um, your kingdom throughout the whole world. Um, we know your heart is for all people, not just us here, but for everyone. But we lift up your kingdom and your missionaries everywhere, God, that your will will be done. And God, this morning, we remember the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The beginning of this country we call the United States cannot easily be identified. There were several attempts at settlements in many locations over a number of years. We do not know the desire for freedom that many had, but we do know that the practicing their religion was forefront among them. The pilgrims who left the English countryside to come in to the new country endured a rough, stormy voyage in the year 1620. It ended far north of where they anticipated of their destination. Finding themselves outside the boundary of their original authority, they drew up their own government, as recorded in their Mayflower Compact. The pilgrims had undertaken the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith, a voyage to start a new colony. And, and as a result, they signed a covenant in the presence of God to show their intent to have a society of order and justice. It is fitting that our country's first written declaration of self-government was acknowledged by our fathers to be drawn in the presence of the Almighty God. Life was not easy for the new colonists. Hunger, sickness, and death. 
were all constant companions in the early years. However, their faith in God was strong and their belief in his word as supreme law was sure. united to fight for and win independence from Great Britain. However, the peace turned out to be as difficult to manage as the war. Eventually, the great leaders of the day met in convention and forged a new type of government, one that had as declared objective the forming of a more perfect union. The United States grew quickly, drawing on its vast national resources and the ingenuity of its people. However, the Union was less than perfect. From the very beginning, a feeling of tension existed between the northern and southern sections of the country. 
Compromises made over the next several decades only slowed the relentless tide of disharmony that grew to the breaking point. In the words of Abraham Lincoln, both parties depreciated war, but one of them would make war rather than let the nation survive. The other would accept war rather than let it perish, and war came. The costs of war were devastating. More of our citizens were killed in the Civil War than in all of our other wars combined. However, as Lincoln had hoped, out of the ashes of the Union came a nation, a nation dedicated to the rebirth of freedom for all people.
The first flag of the United States, the Grand Union flag, was first displayed by George Washington on January 1st, 1776. This banner used the British Union Jack as part of its design. However, after the Declaration of Independence was adopted, this design was deemed inappropriate and a new flag was developed. On June 14, 1777, the Continental Congress officially adopted the Stars and Stripes. This flag had 13 alternating red and white stripes and 13 stars on a blue canton, both representing the 13 colonies. Congress eventually decided that a star would be added to the canton for each new state entering the Union, but that the stripes would remain at 13. Old Glory now has 50 stars arranged in nine rows to show us the growth and freedom of our country.
nation dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. How refreshing this idea appeared, especially to the oppressed lower classes of Europe. In addition to freedom came the promise of riches, too. The appeal, no matter how exaggerated, was too strong to ignore, and they came by the millions. The invitation to these immigrants is inscribed on the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty. The words of Emma Lazarus read, Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch, whose flame is the imprisoned lightning, and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your uddled masses, yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door.
justice, the blessings of liberty, the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These were novel and noble causes for people to declare as a governmental principle in the late 1700s. However, the very leaders who espoused these high ideals allowed and even encouraged the institution of slavery to flourish in the new century. Although the Civil War finally brought an end to this heinous practice, and new constitutional guarantees of rights were extended to the former slaves, the hearts of men were not so easily changed. Black Americans were treated as second-class citizens during the decades following the war, tolerated but not allowed to enjoy true equality in justice and liberty. Finally, in the late 1950s, a new movement was started to secure these civil rights for all Americans. This action continues even today, as it should, until the inalienable rights penned by Thomas Jefferson are accessible by all citizens of the United States.
citizens of the United States have truly been blessed by God and are fortunate to have such a country to call home. The vast resources of this continent have allowed the United States to become the most powerful nation on earth. This power is entrusted to us by God and makes us responsible to Him for its wise and careful use. The words of America the Beautiful state this mission for us in a heartfelt manner. O oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountains' majesties above the fruited plain. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. The United States of America, may God continue to bless us and lead us to fulfill his will and purpose here on earth. So July uh, 4th, I can't remember the last time it fell on a Sunday, can you? 
But we got to give a big thank you to the choir and for uh, Benny for putting this together. Y'all are amazing. So let's give it up for them. They did an awesome, awesome job. And I hope that as we go celebrate today with hot dogs and fireworks, I hope that we're reminded of all the things we have to be thankful for. And I also uh, hope that it's a prayer for all of us that we're reminded to um, make this country as awesome as it can be for everybody, always making it better for every person. Uh, we'll strive for that. Um, and would you stand and sing with us our last song here, God Bless America. shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Would you sing with us our uh, postlude?